the way I, you know, work myself up to high levels is I set myself short-term and long-term goals. Uh, so obviously my long-term goal, for example, is to go play in America, paintball, like just be good enough to go over there and play. It's, pre- it's, it's probably not going to happen, but like just set yourself a long-term goal so you know where you're going. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Down Under Paintball. This is episode 15 and this week we're sitting down with Jordan Gatt, aka Gatty, plays for the Eskimo Brothers. First event in pro this year at the Super 7s, taking out second place. He's had a bit of a dream run to begin with and so I wanted to sit down and have a chat with Gatty today and get to know him a bit more. So as I mentioned in last week's show, this is going to be a new format week as well as getting to know Gaddy. We're also going to be covering 10 things you wish you knew before you started. I thought Gaddy was the best person for this seeing he's only just started playing recently. I think just as important as looking back at our past superstars of the sport we should be looking forward to the future. I'm also trying to give everyone something to take away from this episode so if any new players out there listening this is something that you guys can really sink your teeth into or anyone that just wants to one-up some of these tips you might not have heard before. For veteran players, I'm sure you guys know everything we're about to talk about. So let's get right into this episode. I'm Scott, and this is Down Under Paintball. Sitting here this week with Jordan Gaddy Gat. Welcome to the show. Hey, Scotty. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. How's uh, how's everything going? With the um, still in isolation, slowly. <laughs> well, at the moment, I'm eating ice cream because, you know, freaking why not? Uh, <laughs> just playing around the paintball guns and stuff like that, like not much else you can really do here in Sydney, right, I, I guess, at this point in time. So, you know, just, just playing around with them, trying to keep the, the gun in the hands a bit, I guess. But Yeah, cool. It's pretty boring, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It, it, nothing beats out on the field shooting it. Yeah, that, that's right. You know, I've been dreading it, like, going back out there I'm like I want to go let's go let's go let's go but it's so hard to yeah well it looks like every other state bar New South Wales at, at this stage is uh is open so yeah it's very crossed. upsetting <laughs> yeah. but I, I did see today some uh you know the rush series at Coffs Harbour still going ahead so yeah yeah they've I obviously got, got high hopes yeah. yeah nice so it should be fun yeah no, it'll be uh it'll be good to good to see some paintball finally happening <laughs> Yeah, I actually don't mind Rush. I've only played there once, and it's it's a really cool um, field. I really enjoyed the, uh, Rush. Like their their, their paintball, field. what they've done there is awesome. Yeah, like I've um, I've never been there. I've I've played at one field at Coffs yeah, Harbour, yeah. but yeah, not that Rush. Yeah. Um, I rec- yeah. I highly recommend it. It's just one of the uh, like I've only played there once, and it was so fun. Like the field, just the way it's laid out and stuff. Like perfect grass, flat. You know, just you, you don't have to look where you like you're running sort of um how action is at the moment like you know the rocks and stuff like that you don't have to you can just look where you want to go or friggin like look at the other team on the other side yep. you don't you don't have to like look where your feet are just in case you roll the ankle so it's actually well, yeah. really cool i guess you would have noticed that big difference stepping from the semi-pro field up onto the pro field this year yeah yeah <laughs> yeah especially the first round friggin uh, I, I almost i half extended my knee three times in like the first first round because it was so muddy, your foot gets stuck. Oh, yeah, not fun. I think a, a lot of shoes got lost that event. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen a clip of um, one of the mungers. I think it was uh, Sh- Sh- was it Shagger? No, um, 
Elmo's brother. What's his name? Shooters. Shooters, yeah. yeah. He, he got stuck. He played the whole point. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Well, uh, where are you uh, calling you from today? Uh, I'm at home at the moment. I you know, obviously still live with the parents and stuff like that. Um, in Sydney, New South Wales, obviously about 20 minutes away from uh, action in Windsor. So, yeah. Oh, you're in Windsor. We're pretty um, much neighbours. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much live like, you know where I work, two minutes up the road. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. Um, I just heard that uh, Ricky Bobby's moving to, to South Windsor, I think. And uh, <laughs> Ryan Jacker just, just bought a house in South Windsor. It's yeah, all, everyone's in Windsor now, right? Yeah, every, everyone <laughs> from paintballs moving to Windsor. It's awesome. Yeah, so if good. you want to, uh, yeah, getting a good little paintball community here, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. The netball courts are pretty free. They've got a mad little area down there. Bloody go uh, do some grass training, stuff like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, you always got to do that away from houses. You look a bit yeah. strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, putting all the full gear on. Like, what are these guys doing? Yeah, yeah well, I guess post-COVID, uh, running around with masks on isn't such a such a eyesore as, as what it used to be <laughs> true true yeah I don't, I don't think many people would judge us anymore running around masks on it just randomly <laughs> yeah yeah so uh you know why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you got into the sport um okay yeah so essentially uh i came into paintball um my first ever time i played paintball i was 16 uh for a football because i played football for about 15 years um so with football we had like a you know, like any fun thing. So we went and played uh, paintball. We all turned 16, so we're all old enough to go. Went and played, and I loved it. Like, straight off the bat, like, this is awesome. And that was at Camden. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was my first time I played. I actually, I really highly recommend going to Camden. Like, to anyone that wants to ask me about playing paintball, I always say go to Camden first, because I really enjoyed playing there first. Like, first time ever. Um, so, I, you know, played there, really enjoyed it. Uh, had heaps of fun. And then um, I started watching uh, a lot of, um, you know, videos of, like um people over in, in the states playing i was like this looks so cool i want to do it um it wasn't until i was about 17 the first round was in 2000 i played uh 2018 round four so masters um that was my first ever event in amateurs with um with the boys uh, where we came first and that was like i you know 2016 i didn't do anything and then all of a sudden 2018 i was playing round four um and before that i was like um going helping the Eskimos pit you know um I don't know it's, it's a really cool atmosphere like going there and playing but that's how I started you know like I just got really enjoyed going out there playing bushball once and then I was like this looks so fun I'm gonna do it yeah nice <laughs> so so are you coming to training regularly is that how you sort of got into touch with the Eskimo boys um yeah so essentially I um I was like looking at the the videos online and stuff like that I didn't know how to do it here um I didn't know if it was possible really and then all of a sudden I seen um, I was following uh, action on uh, Facebook and they put up a like a 30 second clip of like Super Sevens. I was like, oh, this looks sick. How do I get into that? And Mike actually uh, got me in touch with Jamie, and I came out for round two and round three of 2018 um, and like helped the help up the SMOs pit and like got to know them and stuff like that. And then uh, round four, um, I actually that was my first event where I played. Um, and we, yeah, we placed first. I was with, I was in Ricky Bobby's team, mate. Oh, cool. So yeah, me and Ricky Bobby actually our first event together was our first event like like so we our first event in total was our first I guess we yeah we played together so it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah so, it's uh it's 
cool to see all these new young guys and you know like you said you started playing at 16 and mm-hmm. it's just yeah when I started unheard of and it's so cool to see um you know you guys coming through and, and hitting your stride so young it's it's awesome yeah I'm actually uh, quite jealous now of all the uh, 12 year olds uh, that are, that can play because I was like you know I wish I, I found that the sport earlier because it was you know 2016 I was 16 I was able to play but like I didn't play like uh super like you know the airsoft or sorry at blops or anything like that like the yeah. x-ball so i was like i feel like if i started playing when i was 16 when i first discovered paintball i would be a lot more uh, developed i guess you could say but you know two years later and it makes it a little easier i got money and stuff like that i don't have to ask the mother and stuff and my, you know all the money yeah it <laughs> is good. uh it, it is one one thing i think there's no young kid you know, under the age of 18, that their parent has to play if they're, if they're playing. Otherwise, there's <laughs> yeah. no way they can convince their parents to spend that much kind of money on, on something like paintball. Yeah. <laughs> you don't – it's not much – honestly, it's not much money in the end, really. It's just like when you first start off, it's like, holy crap, we're going to buy all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and if you look at other sports, you know, like guys that get into go-kart racing and stuff like that, oh. it's – yeah, paintball's yeah. cheap. <laughs> oh, yeah, compared to – Compared to go karts, it's like four new tires every bloody time you ride, like race and stuff. Like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that and you know, like you know, out our out this way, there's the river. Everyone's into boats and those things. Yep. Are, yep. They're not cheap either. So there's a lot of yeah, they're a lot <laughs> more right, expensive yeah. sports. Yeah. So so when you were heading out to the to the field and and helping the Eskimo brothers in the pits, was that uh in were you helping the pro teams out then? Yeah. Yeah. So um. That's where I, you know, I'd come out. Uh, so round two, the first time I came out, I sort of, you know, I was a bit shy. I didn't know what was going on. I just showed up and, like, you know, felt like helping out. And they, they, they got me into, you know, packing pods and doing all the little stuff. And then uh, round, like, I helped them out in the pits, like, cleaning them up and whatnot. Um, and then round three, um, did it again, you know, um, helping them out. And then round four, uh, they eventually got me to play. Um, so we were... So from round two or round three onwards, I was going to training every Sunday, um, and I actually got really lucky with training because I was training with, uh, you know, the Envious Boys, J Red and stuff like that. Cool. Only um, because J Red lived, you know, not too far away, and he could pick me up on the way through. <laughs> yep. So I don't, I don't have my license unfortunately, and that's, oh, really? I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lazy when it comes to that stuff because I, I just, I don't, find, I don't feel like I need it really, so I just don't care. <laughs> Um, but so J Road used to pick me up on the way through. We used to go to training. Um, if you look at any of the old old photos when I first started playing, they're all got like J Rod's guns, hoppers, and stuff like that. Because like I'm really ho- like very grateful what J Rod did to me. He's, he helped me out so much, like guns, advice, stuff like that. It's just awesome. Yeah, no, he's 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 a quiet guy, but he's one of the nicest people I've reckon <laughs> yeah. I've ever ever met. I, I don't quite, think I, I've ever heard him speak bad about someone really. <laughs> yeah, and uh. He doesn't. He doesn't even have that much to say. I think when he opens his mouth, you you got to listen. He's one of those guys that they don't. Um, I guess like the opposite of me. He, <laughs> he just uh, yeah. No, he's a cool. He's a cool dude. It's uh yeah. been great to see what he's been able to achieve in the sport. Yeah. Like I love I love listening to people's stories. Like that's one of the one of my favorite things to do when I'm at paintball. Like I, you know, I I don't ask essentially, but like if someone's telling a story, I'll I'll just shut up and listen like um same with, like any of the uh the simpson twins or j-rad uh jamie you know nathan any anyone really that has a story to tell i'll, I'll sit there and just listen i, I just like take it all in it's, 
I reckon it's cool. You know, like uh, Jared said, he's he's gone to you know over states and played, which is cool. That's like a dream, I guess. You know, to go over and play paintball in the states, that that'd be awesome. Uh, I think he's been to Germany as well. That was like one really cool story he told me. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure back in the day you went over with the shenanigans. Yeah, uh, they went yeah. over and played a, a millennium or whatever it was called then. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually just found some footage of that uh, today. I was I was looking <laughs> through some things. It's uh, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. They've yeah, they've he's done some cool things. And same with the Simpsons twins. They've uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're gonna run out of fingers to put rings on soon. Yeah, <laughs> they, well, they got the Infinity Gauntlet of uh, Painball, I guess at this point. <laughs> uh, six rings, I think it is. Pretty crazy. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's they've they've all had good careers. So. So you know you you won your first event in the yep. amateur division. Would, yep. Did you hang around the, in 2019? Uh, yeah. So 2018 round four uh, played uh, amateurs first time first event with uh, Ricky Bobby was in the team uh, Buster BB. Um, so I was, I was pretty pretty cool pretty good team. Um, and I stayed in amateurs and essentially uh, so the way Eskimos worked in 2019 anyway um, the amateur team we had I think there was three or four teams. Uh, there was a, a Dubbo team, so the whole team was based in Dubbo. Uh, there was a Tamworth team, whole, obviously Tamworth, and then there was like just the, the other two throw-together team sort of thing. Um, and I, I sort of told uh, Nathan that like, I wanted a team to be with the whole year. I don't want to be in a throw-together team. And I got really lucky, and I got put with the uh, Tamworth boys. Um, and we went uh, all four rounds undefeated, like winning all four rounds, which is really cool. Um, and in saying that as well, though, I, I did play semi-pro um, for three rounds uh, in that in the same year, uh, playing back-to-back yeah, weekends, which is uh, that's cool. Yeah, if if you can do that, I highly recommend doing it because like it's just a lot like a lot different playing you know field. Yeah, and you know being able to are the fields the same layout over the weekends from amateur. Yeah, 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 so yeah, that'd exactly cool. the same. Uh, so. I don't know how it is now. Um, so this year I did notice that, uh, like, the amateurs are actually playing, because they play the weekend before the semi-pros, that they're actually playing on the pro field lately. Um, yeah. Okay. Which, is, which is pretty cool, um, I guess. Um, uh, but, like, when I first started playing amateurs, we'd be playing uh, down on the bottom field. So essentially it'd just be, like, playing the same layout, exactly the same lanes, two weeks, you know, back-to-back. So that was really good, really helpful. Um, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, playing your amateur up on the top field, you'd you'd be good for finals then if you're in the yeah. pro division. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I didn't realize that you could um you could do the amateur and semi pro. That's that's mad to be able to play back to back events. I'd uh that's yeah. that's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard on the body, but uh, it was good good practice, I guess. For pro now, you know, three days from two to one. <laughs> Yeah, and so how did you go with the semi-pro team there? Um, was that the same, like, a lineup at each event? No, so, oh, sorry, what was, they were, we were called the Mexican Eskimos, and that oh, yeah. was because they 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 were based um, down down the bottom, you know, the Australian place. <laughs> Is it Victoria? I think yeah, that's not it. too sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know the backstory of the team, to be honest, I just played with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I played with Mexican Eskimos. Uh, that was with like uh, Khan, um, Jackson Chandler, and um, uh, Derek Kotek and stuff like that, which is awesome. He's playing um, pro now for Syndicate. Yeah, so that's yep. that's cool. Um, yeah. You know, and 
obviously semi-pro last year was i feel like a lot harder than it is this year and uh, no offense anyone's playing semi-pro just because if, if you look at it this way it's just you know well there's a lot of semi-pro like players that are playing pro right now so i feel like maybe it's um it got a little bit easier but if i feel like it's gonna set the tone i guess i'm not too sure i'm not playing semi-pro so i can't really um <laughs> i can't really say much there but yeah, I, I just think it's cool. Like, I came up, you know, from semi-pro in, what, one year. I only played three rounds semi-pro. Um, and we came uh, – the first round we played, you know, it was a throw-together team, essentially, um, and we didn't really do pretty well. I think we came, like, six or something like that. Uh, the second time we played, which is round three, we placed third. And then, uh, obviously, Masters last year, we came first, beating uh, – yeah, Rebel – no, yeah, something no. Who did we beat? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, was it the um, Rebels or was it? Um, I just can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, um, the, the New Zealand team. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, bad. I'm bad with names. Immortal Knights. Uh, no, no. Is uh, who's playing pro right now? Rebels. You're Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was Rebels. Was yeah. Six unit or or the Rebels? It was one yeah. of those. Yeah. yeah. No, it was the Rebels. Yeah. Rebels. Yeah. Cool. Which was a good game. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because they they were sort of uh, they've been hanging around in that in that semi pro division for for yeah. a while, like they were getting ready to move. So yeah, oh, that, yeah. they're, they're that's a cool. good team, and um, I'm, it's pretty cool that they're uh, playing pro now. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's something I think you you do see as uh, as the years go on, like because the pro division's locked, uh, mm-hmm. you know, only so many teams can get in, so. So if those teams, you know, stay in it and then all the players stay in it, then the semi-pro division just grows stronger and stronger. And then it happens yeah, probably right. every four or five years that a big group of people will quit for different reasons. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, you know, these, these semi-pro teams just get picked dry because everyone's, um, all the pro <laughs> teams need spots. So that's that's why they're picking everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate. I always say it's, you know, it was something I used to try and tell the Marauders before they moved out, like, you got to go because... The, if you hang around semi-pro for too long, you'll end up with no no one on the team. They'll just all the pro teams will just pick a player here and there, yeah. and then next thing you know, you're back at square one with with no players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, semi-pro this year I think it's going to be really cool. So my old amateur team, the one I played with, the Tamworth boys, they're actually playing semi-pro right now. So they moved up uh, to semi-pro, and then uh, that's like the, the the team that came first. Uh, oh, cool. Round one. Yep. So they're, they're doing really well, and um, you know, it's sad that you had to, I had to leave them. Obviously, I played like four rounds with the, with the boys and have you know a lot of connections there. Uh, it's, it's a bit upsetting that I had to leave them, uh, essentially, but you know for my own benefit, I'm, I'm going to play pro, so it's like, okay. Yeah, and I guess you guys are lucky with the Eskimo brothers. Like The, yep. the way they have that whole um, organization together is you're not really leaving the team. I guess like you're always still there. You're yeah, still exactly. Yeah. Under the same umbrella. Um, so there's not really any love lost. Whereas if you go and play for a different team, there might be some <laughs> some uh, bad blood between it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is always hard to hard to leave a team and uh and keep your friends there. It's a it's a tough juggling act. I know I know that. Mm. So you know what what sort of what does training look like for you? How how often are you out on the training pitch? Um. So essentially. Obviously, before this corona um, stuff happened, and 
when I first, ever since I first started playing, so like round three, um, 2018 is when I first started going to training. I was out every Sunday, um, and I haven't stopped going it every Sunday to train unless obviously like I'm sick or, uh, for whatever reason, the, the field's closed. So every Sunday I'm usually out, um, unless, you know, like I said, something weird's happened. Um, and essentially a training day for me is rocking up to the field with the boys and then, um, training with uh, Envious. So, I'm, like I said, I'm very lucky. I'm, I've been training with the Envious boys. So, um, you know, it's, it's the Simpson twins, J-Rad, Johnny Robber. And, um, you know, learning from them is freaking awesome. Like, they, what they do and how they see, how, how they play the game is just so different to everyone else that I have played with or trained with. Um, and learning from them, I think, is the big, like one of the biggest reasons I'm playing pro right now. I feel like if I wasn't training with them, I'd probably still be semi-pro. Um, so like, I, I'm like really um, grateful for what they've done, helped me out, you know, as a player. So that's yeah, what cool. my training day is. I just rock up, train with them, and then, you know, whatever they're doing. So sometimes we do drills, sometimes it's just points against SWAT and stuff like that. Yeah, so. it's, it's cool to see. Like, yeah, I know the MBS guys always did struggle because – a lot of their players were from Queensland. So when they came out to practice, like they never had a full squad. So, um, and I guess you, you probably uh, fall into that. A lot of your guys aren't, aren't out at, at action every weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As yeah. So this year was supposed to be a lot better um, with our team. Anyway, uh, it's more of a Sydney based team. I guess you could say like we got Plucker, uh, Aaron McCauley, myself. Um, the only two people, like the only, people that aren't here in Sydney that can come train with us, I believe, is uh, Nick Walton, um, Maddie Enforce, and Tim Montressor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and Brennan Asker. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, it's a bit hard. They, you know, they live somewhere else, but everyone else, we, we do, I think we have, we had enough um, as a full team to go train, so it's, it was really good. Yeah, it is a bit hard, a bit a bit of an ask to get Tim Montressa to, to swing down to Sydney for practice. Mm. But, you know, well, I guess you can always... Uh, pay for his flights, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think that guy needs much practice, though. That's right, he just shows up and he owns. <laughs> I think he's been playing paintball uh, probably longer than... I've been alive. Of, yeah, longer than you've been alive. Yeah, we actually uh, talk... We always talk about this when we're uh, at the Eskimo house, because... So th- I don't know if you know this, but we've got uh, the Eskimos have like this big house, right? Um, so where the two pro teams, yeah, yeah. So the two pro teams stay there, uh, and sometimes amateurs yeah. and whoever wants to stay there, I guess it's like a big sleeping party, I guess. Um, <laughs> and essentially, um, there's like a back room where all the uh, Americans stay. So at one point we had um, Chad George, Tim Montressa, um, Ryan Bird, Smith, uh, and um, Sam Monville. All in, the yeah. one, like, all in the one place, and we're all just talking shit about how they've been playing paintball longer than I've been alive. <laughs> I, just, you know, I just sit there and take it, and I just enjoy it. Because, like I said, I love hearing stories, and they just tell stories about it all the time. It's awesome. It's like one of the best atmospheres to be in, um, and I'm like, that's so cool. You'd have to come out one time just to see. <laughs> yeah, I've never never made it out, but I've heard about these big, big cook-ups that they put on, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Says he, uh, I've heard that Jamie spoils everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, good lots feed. Of, lots of pizza. Lots of pizza, and then Macca sometimes make his own uh, little pasta, which is cool. Yeah, okay. Yep. Nice. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound like a little pasta to feed. 
No, I'm it's like a big pot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Everyone, everyone like knows it. Like that's the day everyone shows up for that path. So it's really good. Yeah, all right, I'll have to have to get the uh, inside word next time and try and <laughs> get some of this Eskimo pasta. You might have to bring some out here. So it's pretty yeah. much all gone straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Cause that's that, yeah I've I've heard about it. it's like over the river yeah they get like the same house the massive house each um, time yeah so they've got um so the the big house that everyone that I'm talking about that one's actually only two minutes away from the field oh nice um, yeah yeah so yeah it's two minutes away I think it's on Annengrove Road yeah okay um and then the other houses that all the like other people stay at so if, essentially the the main house that everyone talks about and whatnot is Essentially, that's the, that's the two pro teams. They stay there, and then anyone else that, like, I'll stay there every now and then when I was, you know, playing amateur and stuff like that, just for a night, because I can't, you know, be stuffed going home or whatever. Yeah. Um, so everyone just crashes. If you want to crash, you just crash, essentially. Uh, but uh, essentially, that's the two pro teams. And then they've got um, a couple of houses. They like a, it's like a, it's like a unit sort of thing. It's like a, I think it's a three or two bedroom um, little place. Um, and there's like five of them lined up. And that's over oh, cool. across the river, yeah, over yeah, the okay. and stuff. And that's about yeah. fif- two minutes away from, well, probably five minutes actually from where I live. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's cool. It's um, so yeah, so you've you've gone to the pro team, so you've got a bed in the in the pro house now. <laughs> <It's quite cool. laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I had the, yeah, I I enjoyed it. Like they, like you know, um, you know, Macca said uh, when he was on the show last that he was, you know. The night I was like it because it was all muddy and stuff like that. I had to clean all the boys' guns and I just accepted it. You know, I was I just sat down and started cleaning everyone's guns. Everyone just walks out, and hands me another one. And that was like my job because I was the new guy to the team. <laughs> I was just cleaning and stuff. I enjoyed well, it. Well, that that would have been pretty cool because you guys does yeah. Eskimo have a gun sponsor? Are you guys shoot all shooting one type of gun? Nope. Uh, that's the best thing about Eskimos. You can do whatever you want. You can wear whatever you want. Use whatever you want. Um, yeah. Obviously, like there is connections, so you can get discounts or whatever. But it's not like a sponsor. You're not going to get ridiculous discounts. You might get like ten percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, better than nothing. But exactly, better than nothing. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just cool because you know, getting um, I guess like on SWAT, they they're like, you know, you just learn how to tech one gun, and that's all you <laughs> yeah. have to do. Whereas like, yeah, you yeah, if you were pulling guns apart, you'd you'd be learning so much. Um, just how all different guns are put together. There's there's lots to learn about that. Yeah, I think that's really cool, and I enjoyed it. That's that's the main reason I enjoyed it is because uh, the only gun like brand that wasn't on the table that I had to clean that night was a MacDev. Actually, there might have even been a MacDev. I'm not too sure. I don't think I don't know if Jamie was using his, but I had every single gun like Eclipse guns, die guns. Um, you know, every there was, I think there was a Bob. Someone was using a Bob Long gun, and I didn't know how to do that. I had to like try to figure that shit out. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, just, you know, it was really cool. Like you said, it just, I don't know. It's a different uh, type of, um, it's like a family, I guess you could say, and I'm the new kid <laughs> that's cleaning everyone's stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, that's, it's, it's cool. I really, yeah, this, um, yeah, I sort of was out of the sport a little bit when, when like the big boom of, of the Eskimo brothers happened. Like they were just sort of the, yeah, it was the beginnings when, when I was in, in playing. So, I missed it all, and it's just so cool to see what what's happened. Like I say it all the time, but I've never seen it in the sport before. And um, yeah, everyone's just so. You guys are like a a new um, 
just like a really positive thing for the whole sport. Like everyone's just happy. Everyone's getting along and like always smiles. You guys know everyone. It's yeah, it's such a cool thing. No, yeah. no egos or anything on the team. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Like both teams are so situated right now. I, I was really hoping we could play round two because obviously, you know, Eskimo versus Eskimo in the finals at round one, that was awesome. Um, you know, we, we, we beat them 4-0 in, in the prelims and then they freaking absolutely smashed us in the finals. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. You know, like like I said, all, all the people uh, in Eskimo, like the pro team, the, the proper pro team, the Eskimo brothers team, um, you know, they they all helped me out. Someone, Everyone on that team has done something for me or given me advice or something like that. So playing against them was really, really cool. And Chad, uh, Chad George is one of like my mentor. Like I, I, I look at him, and I like, yeah, that's who I want to be. You know, something like really, really good. And playing against him um, was so like so good just to be able to play against you know the mentor, the person you look up, you know, look to be and stuff like that was uh, it's it's um unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, no, no words to describe it. And that's it. We're we're in a really lucky position that they still the rules still let us bring in us pros and that you know, I know in some countries they don't allow it. So just being able to, to mingle with them. And like you said, it's just, yeah, just you level up so quick. They just know so much. They get to play so much more paintball than we could ever do. Um, even if we were traveling around the country and playing like every event, there's just so much more paintball happening in, in, uh, in America. And it's such a higher level. Yeah, exactly. And playing with Tim Montress is bringing one of the cool, like, that's just another cool, he's, like, a really cool person, and once you get to know him and whatnot, and he's just so chill, he's, he's so smart about the game and whatnot, so learning from him is just, like, a, another big step in the right direction, like, for me, anyway, the way I see it is, like, I'm learning so much from Tim and the boys already, so, my, my bro, I've got I'm learning too much information about painful when playing with Tim and stuff like that, essentially, in my head. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, while we're on the topic um, of of learning, let's, uh, you know, we've uh, got this list together, and yep. uh, everyone <laughs> everyone listening should should know. But we're we're going to be running through some some new player tips, some things that we would have liked to know before we started. So um, I know you've, you know, I I put the question to you a few weeks ago and you, you've hit me back with this list gaddy and it's <laughs> yeah. you've put some thought into it and I, like you've bowled me over so i thought you know we were going to struggle to to put together a couple of tips but we've uh we've we've settled on 10 and we've got 10 tips each so um yeah we're, we're going to run through them so did you want to did you want to get the ball rolling or or did you want me to to start um off? yeah no I'll, I'll let you start off let's see what you <laughs> all right so so my first tip uh, that I wish I knew before I started playing is just, just to save money for paint. So I, yeah, I spent quite a lot of gear, uh, money on gear um, mm-hmm. in the early days, trying to chase, just trying to chase, yeah, that that perfect gun or or yeah, just I, I thought buying money, uh, spending money on gear was going to make me a better player, but really, spending money on paint and staying on the field probably would have been a little bit better for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got really lucky with the the, the gun stuff like that. I, I, I had you know obviously Eskimos, you, you can borrow a gun. You know, here you go, here's a gun. That's how they work. It's really cool. Um, round four was the first time I got my gun. <laughs> so yeah, I got really lucky with that one. Um, you want me yeah. to say my tip? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yep. you're, you're next. Um, yeah, go for it. So 
the first tip I have is to like listen what like watch and like learn. So if you can like get into the way I started, you know, obviously going and pitting for the Eskimos, uh, any team really, it doesn't have to be the Eskimos. Um, you know, go pit for them, go help them wipe up, go pod, like go help them fill their pods. Anything to do with helping the team out, you'll learn a lot more inside the pit than outside watching it or off the webcast because it's just a different um, – what's the word for it? Like a different um, – I don't even know. What's the, what's the word? Perspective? Yeah, different perspective uh, inside, you know, watching and ha- it all happening in front of you than it is watching on the sidelines and whatnot. And to add to that one is just, you know, ask questions. And if you have anything to ask, just ask it. And I'm sure everyone's going to be fine to answer your question. So it's just – yeah. yeah, and it's it's definitely it's something um, that uh, like I was just talking to a friend about uh, a couple of years ago. I tried out CrossFit and like uh, not putting it on any CrossFitters out there, but I, it was the worst experience I've ever had going to that gym. And and no one wanted to talk to me. I I got put in this group of these guys trying to lift weights, and they they're all angry because we were having to like because we were having to change weights in between and stuff. And I just, I had the worst time and I never went back again. But that's something that I know with paintball is that, yeah, if you go to the field and you just, uh, you could walk up to anybody and say, what's that gun? And they'll walk you out on the field and let you shoot it. And everyone, I've never met a paintballer that's, you know, not friendly towards a, a newcomer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah I, yeah, I agree 100% with that. Yeah, ask questions. You'll never get a, a bad answer. Oh, you might get some bad answers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so uh, so my second tip is uh, don't just focus on playing one position. So I see a lot of guys that yeah come out there and and say that they're uh, that they're you know I'm the snake player and it's um, yeah you don't want to see that. Just when you're out there, just just try everywhere. But I I always say be uh, uh, oh what am I trying to say here? I, I always say it. Obviously I'm uh, <laughs> um. You're like a jack of all trades is, is what you want to be and, mm-hmm. and a master of one. So if you are the snake player, that's fine. Be, be that, but you want to also know how to, how to play everywhere else on the field. Yeah. Uh, the, the best way. The, so I've got the same. One of my tips is the exact same thing here. Um, the way I look at it, right. So is if you play, so I play snake, you know, um, you'll always see me playing snake on the webcast or wherever. Um, I'm always in training before training or, um, even on the game day, uh, I might go play Doritos or something. And the only reason I do that is so you know how to play the field when you, if you have to play Doritos, someone says get injured or whatever. And then if you're playing that snake position and now you're playing on that Dorito side, you can see all the lanes that are gonna you could, that are gonna shoot you when you're playing snake. So then you sort of learn. Um, it helps you there as well, you know. So it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. It's um. Yeah, I, in the early days, you don't want to be – when you've been playing a few years, it's when you can – that's when you want to really learn your craft. But, yeah, the early days, it's just play wherever you can. Just play paintball. Get out there and try everything. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my second tip, third tip, <laughs> yeah. uh, you got to find your own style. Um, I see a lot of new people coming through um, and they just, you know, try to copy someone like uh, – for instance, like Ronnie D's on because, you know, he's got a YouTube channel, stuff like that. Uh, it's cool, yeah, you copy them, but, like, don't copy them to exactly what they're doing. Don't, like, just try to snapshot like them, you know. you got to find what's comfortable for you and your own style. Um, the way I have found my own style was watching 
hours and hours of videos of people playing Snake, you know, them snap shooting and what they're doing, and that's how I adapted and found my own style that's comfortable to me. <laughs> that, yeah. That. Oh, sorry. No, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that this is something when I was I used to run like my clinics that I found really hard, um, and it used to be good when you could get some other pros out to to show because like the way I stand and hold my gun is what's comfortable for me, and you try and get someone into the position and they're just like, oh, this just feels so wrong. But then someone else can come up and explain it. It almost sounds like they're talking another language, but we're talking about the exact same thing, and it just it's comfortable for them. So yeah, yeah I like that one. So uh, so my next one I've stolen from. Uh, someone that's mentored you quite a lot, uh, Gaddy, is uh, Carl Simpson. So this is something <laughs> that every time I think of him, I just, these three words coming out of his mouth, what's stopping you? He always says this all the time. That's just whenever I play in front of him or any time I've ever played on, on the field with him, he says, what's stopping you? So this is mm-hmm. something that I see so much in lower divisions is guys just sitting there and they're, they just, you know, they're at the back corner and they're trying to shoot the guy out, but no one's shooting at them. And this is where it's always, what's stopping you? If there's no one shooting at you, just go to the next bunker. Go to the next bunker. Just keep going down the field because if you can go and take two or three spots really quick, especially in those lower divisions, you'll shoot four guys in the back and and you'll win the points that way. Don't don't sit in the in the back corner trying to gun battle at the lower divisions. Just get down the field. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and like you said, um, Carl, you know, playing, playing you know, in front of Carl is awesome. You know, like you said, he, all he says to you is, what's stopping you? And then if... if you know, something is stopping you, you try to put that person in and then you go and then you can shoot that guy in the back. <laughs> so, yeah, that that, um, that tip is very helpful. <laughs> um, my next tip is uh, practice with, like, high school level players in you. Like, say you're an amateur, you know, level player. Uh, that's where you're ranked, whatever. Uh, play with people semi-pro or not in training and stuff like that. Uh you have to think of it the way you, you're not going to get better than what you, who you're playing with. Like, so you can only get as good as the person you're playing with. So if you're always playing with amateurs or if you only train with amateurs, you're only going to be as good as them. You're never going to be better than them. So if you go and train with, um, you know, semi-pro for whatever reason, obviously they're semi-pro, so they're, they are officially higher, you know, a higher ranking player than you. So you're going to be, in theory, you're going to be better than an amateur level player if you're on the same level as that semi-pro player in training. So I don't know. That's just the way I look at it. Is always you might get like beaten up and stuff like that, but that's the best way to learn in in my eyes. Um, I don't know if it's different for other people, but just playing with someone higher than you, you're only going to be better than that person. Yeah, and it is. It's it's hard. Uh, my my number four tip was exactly the same as yours it's um yeah just losing teachers lessons and that's it is it's hard there's a lot of ego out there in paintball and it does suck sometimes to walk out there and and not win a point all day but that, i think that's where you got to look you know inside yourself and think why, why am i losing how did this happen but the other little thing i'll add on that one is that unfortunately if you want to get up through the ranks and get into you know the pro teams um with the semi-pro and the pro playing at, at the Super 7s on the same day, unfortunately, a lot of pro players don't get down to the semi-pro games to watch. So I, I've said to a lot of guys that, you know, they ask me, how do I how do I get on a pro team? And I always say, you got to do it at practice. And practice is where you'll get noticed. So get out there and train with those pros. Yeah, 100%. And that, that's how I sort of um, 
got my opportunities is because I practice. You know, people can see me training with them all the time, you know, versing SWAT and stuff like that. So it's just so much, I don't know, easier, better. I, I don't know. The In theory, it makes sense in my head, but uh, <laughs> it's, everyone's, everyone's different, really. Yeah, well, that's going back to your other ones, finding your own style. It's uh, <laughs> exactly what yeah. works for one doesn't for others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was your next tip there, Sky? <laughs> My next one. So, whoa, you're right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, my next, uh, my next tips. Uh, it's it's one that's a little. This one might not fit for everyone, but it's something that this is something I wish I knew um, before I'd even started playing because uh, this one's intrinsic motivation. So, for those that don't know about uh, intrinsic and extrinsic motivation so there are are things that you you know that will drive you to to play or to to push yourself harder so it's it's just really the whole reason why like why do i why do i come to practice and uh you know if if you go to practice and you're playing paintball and your whole goal is to make money well that's not going to be a good motivation motivator and when you know when that doesn't happen then then things go wrong then you're going to get burnout pretty quick so i think if you're out there and you really want to have a crack at this, you just got to find something inside you that makes you want to want to push. Like it has to has to be for reasons that are just bigger than um, things that you know are, are throwaway. So yeah, if it's for fame and glory, um, yeah, that might not happen here in, in uh, paintball in Australia. Um, but yeah, if it's to push your own self and and you've got that internal drive, I think that's something that you have to get sorted quite quite early in your career. Yeah, I think to add to that one would be uh, the way I, you know, work myself up to high levels is I set myself short-term and long-term goals. Uh, so obviously my long-term goal, for example, is to go play in America, paintball, like just be good enough to go over there and play. Uh, sort of like, um, I always forget his name, but the, the, the guy, that, yeah, Matty Kling, you know, he yeah. got to go play with Dynasty, That that's a long-term goal. Set yourself something, you know. It's pretty. It's, it's probably not going to happen, but like, just set yourself a long-term goal so you know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It's uh. I wish I knew all this stuff when. <laughs> that's. I guess that's why we're doing the list. Hopefully, someone can do it. <laughs> or I'll stuff it. I'll, I'll tell the story. So the the whole reason that this was my my big thing is um, you know, a couple of times I had in my career choices uh that were were given to me and um the the deciding thing for me was was money and oh it's you know it's cheaper to play for this team but i i burn a, a bridges with some friends so you know for, for me i had the wrong sort of goals early uh i did change them as i went on but for the first few years of our of my career i yeah i, I burn a few bridges and i i made some decisions that i wish i i definitely hadn't have and if if yeah if my motivations were in a different spot i probably would have chose differently but that's that's the that one's important to me uh, for personal reasons as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my next tip is sponsors and brands. Uh, don't worry about any sponsors or brands. Use what you want uh, and use whatever you like. Use whatever gear you want. Use whatever gun you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, unless you really, I don't know, unless you're on a team that's completely sponsored, which is not really going to happen in the lower divisions. It doesn't matter. Just play and use whatever you feel comfortable wearing. What as a new player, whatever you can get your hands on. Um, like 
for instance, I was in amateurs. That if you look at any photos of me, I've got one brand of like one of each brand. I'm wearing like a, a different colored jer- like different uh, jersey brand than my pants or my goggles or my gun or my my hopper. Anything, everything is different. It's just a different brand. Whatever I can get my hands on, I used. Yeah, I like that. Um, and yeah, uh, on the topic of sponsors, like the amount of teams I've seen just they jump through all these hoops and they're like kitted out completely in this brand and they're just like die hard, whatever, whatever brand it could be. And then, you know, you get talking to them and you find out that they get like a 10% discount and it's like, what? Like they're like controlling all sorts of things. They've got to do social media posts. And it's like, you guys are really doing this for like to save a couple hundred bucks. It's like, ah, man, just, just play, just get out there. (laughs) Yeah. For such, you know, so little, it's just, it's not worth it in my opinion. Um, and, and the best thing with that as well is, you know, because you're just wearing whatever you can or using whatever you can, you find something that you're comfortable with. So for me, I'm, you know, I will, like I said, I wore HK, right? I, I used anthrax pants, dye jerseys, dye guns, and I just, you know, got really comfortable using Luxes and dyes. So that's why I own a Dye M3 and a Lux X, you know. I just, I, you find using whatever you can at the time, I, I reckon it gives you, um, I don't know, makes you feel like what you like the most. Gives you the option, I guess, of, you know, if you like HK, then I'll, you know, I'm going to get HK next, you know, or die next because I'm comfortable wearing that or that's really comfortable. So wearing every, whatever you can at the time gives you like, um, I forget the word, but like it, it just allowed, yeah, con- I, don't know, I don't know if it's confidence, but like, you're comfortable wearing that, so you've worn it once, and you know that that that's what works for you. So now you can go buy that again, or you buy the ne- like the jersey to suit that, or whatever, when you have the money. Yeah. No, that makes that makes sense. It's um, yeah, and and that's unfortunately these days, well, like, it's yeah, two two double-edged sword. It's yeah, with the guns that, at a lot of, like pretty much every gun out there, if it's reliable, we're all capped now at fifteen or twelve and a half or ten or whatever it is, like doesn't really matter what what gun you buy it's, as long as it can shoot through whatever cap it is that's and it doesn't you know shoot a a tank off one pod then then yeah you, you it's more how it feels so yeah, yeah i think that's that's important so my next tip actually uh bounces off that one a little bit so uh, i've got shoot what guns are around you so uh and the reason for that is because it's easy for parts and it, you know if, if you go to a field and everyone there's shooting die don't go and and buy field one because when it goes down who's going to fix it like unless you know exactly what you're doing and i've seen this happen a lot at, at uh you know i mainly trained at action but you know guys bring these guns that you just like they're a cool gun and it's cool that they've shot them but they've imported the, themselves from the states and no one has parts no one knows anything about it and the gun goes down and they spend like 90 percent of their training just there pulling the gun in pieces look at what watching well, i guess now you've got youtube and stuff like that but back back when i was playing you didn't have all that so unfortunately it's it does suck sometimes you might have to um shoot what everyone else is but it does in the long run definitely save you because it, to go up and just and borrow like o-rings off people it's uh it's it's handy to have yeah a hundred percent um the is one mic muted no there we go. you're good um the yeah we, like with that again uh you know for instance you know you because you're just using whatever you can get your hands on um 
you know, you can find the gun that suits you the best. They're all like, like uh, Scotty said, they all do the exact same thing in the end. It's just whatever suits you and feels most comfortable to you. You know, here in action, you know, um, I'm sure you know this, Scott. Everyone uses Eclipse because that, you know, it's one of the biggest brands here. I feel like that's one of the biggest brands of guns here in Australia is Eclipse. Um, so everyone's got parts for Eclipse guns, you know, CS2s, stuff like that. Uh, I know for a fact one person that's got four CS2s, like, well, what the hell are you going to do with four CS2s? Start but, his own team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's trying to be the new SWAT or something like that, you know, <laughs> all the CS2s and stuff. But I don't know. Yeah, like you said, just use whatever you can and something that everyone's going to have because I have seen multiple people sit there for a whole training session. They rock up, play one point, and they can't play the rest of the day because they're sitting there trying to fix their gun. It, it's not It's not worth it in the end. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> uh did you have another tip or? yeah that's it you're you're up next okay um so <clears throat> one big thing that as a new player i really should have done properly was learn the rules um i remember the first my first event i actually i don't know if it was like the first point or whatever but um i actually left the starting gate a little bit early and i didn't know what to do i just looked at the refs going or I know I stuffed up, like, what do I do? And they obviously they can't help you out. And I was going, oh, I'm just going to shoot and see what happens. <laughs> I got a penalty for the team. If I read the rules and I knew the rules, because I was at the starting gate, I could have just touched back and I would have been fine. I had enough time to do that, you know. So learning the rules, um, you know, if you don't know the rules, you could jeopardize your whole team by getting a penalty or something like that. Uh, it also, um, a good thing about learning the rules as well, you, you see a lot of good pro players will play on the, on the, the, the no man's land of the rules. Like, they'll play right on the edge of the rules. They'll, they, they'll use it to their advantage, you know? Like, yeah. Like, you know, if you get shot right, you, you know, you're allowed to run to the bunker and then check yourself. You don't have to just walk off and get sprayed up by, like, 800 balls trying to walk off the field because you just stop in the middle of the field. You know, a ref's going to allow you to get to your bunker and check yourself. So do that. Don't just go, oh, I'm, I'm out because I got hit. You might not be out. Check yourself, you know? Yeah, and I think if people actually sit down and look at the rule book, I remember when I read it, it's it it does look big and it, it looks a bit unwieldy, but there's really not that much to it. Um, like a lot of it's just repeated, or it can be like going into things that just really aren't relevant. So um, yeah, I, I think that's 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 important, but also as well, um, keep an eye on the rules because they do change from time to time and season to season. They do, you know, it's the sports probably like just over 40 years and this style's only really you know this um in the new millennium so it's uh yeah it's it's constantly changing so yeah. always yeah f- figure out what's going on before you play an event and and oh. the same if you travel that's they're the kind of rules that you want to ask as well because because different fields do play different rules um yeah and, and the referees can be quite um harder on certain rules that that other referees aren't so if you're traveling around the country uh, or around the world yeah, try and figure out what they're up to. Ask some questions before mm. the event. Yeah, goes back to the like the first tip: ask questions. Yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> I think a, a good example of learning the rule like this tip would be uh, when Alex or I don't know the story completely. You probably know it more than, that better than I do, Scotty. But um, when he it was a finals match, and essentially there was a rule at, in Super Sevens, which is now taken out because um, they realise oh that's that shouldn't be how it is, and Alex because Alex knew it. They they run you know they won the tournament because uh, there was I think it was uh, if you the f- the person the team that's further up the field uh, when the time ends is the winner because they're advancing or something like that 
you probably know more about that one, Scotty. Like, you, yeah, 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 so like, yeah. It was, I think it was something to do with like, yeah, if it got to a certain amount of overtime points, like, uh, yeah, then then they just said like at the second one, whoever's further up the field wins or some, some idiot rule like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the other team didn't yeah. know it, but Alex did. So what did Alex do? He just ran up the field and, well, I don't know if that's what he did, but you know, that he got the team to do that or whatever. And they won because he knew the rules and the other team didn't. So yep. just learn them. <laughs> no, that's it. It's uh, yeah. All right, 100% agree. <laughs> so, uh, so my next rule is uh, practice what's important. So I remember when I first started in paintball, we would go to training and this drill that everyone was doing all the time was learning how to bunker people. So they'd run down the field. So I guess it did teach one skill, like they were, they were changing hands, but all they were doing was running down and bunkering, you know, a, a witch's hat uh, or a cone behind this bunker, then going to the next one. And they were like, yeah, this, and they, they, thought that they were doing all this mad drills, but basically they were just running down shooting paint at the ground. And I thought, that's just the dumbest thing. Like, why would you practice that? And then if you think about how many times in an event you actually do run someone down, like, <laughs> you know, it might be once a match. So we're talking like four to maybe eight points. One in every one of those, you run someone down. Whereas like how many times you break out in an in event is every single point. So I think you need to, in the early days, you need to be practicing what's important, which is like how to hold your gun, how to break out, how to shoot your gun, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, two tips sort of that are based off the same thing what you just said there is like uh, one of them was like, you know, um, practice, you know, using both hands, you know, switching between bunkers go stand behind a bunker and just swap hands constantly and shoot one ball and then go back and forth that's what i do all the time before an event or at you know when i'm going out to the starting gate and i'm still waiting for my team i'll go to the bunker and just swap hands and shoot one ball and you know just practice like that and practicing your diving and sliding i think that's um pretty important um thing to do you know you don't you you see a lot of people double knee slide um (laughs) it hurts my soul (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see people do that because you can break you can break things uh, a lot by double knee sliding like knees ankles and stuff like that oh, oh i don't want to see it happen <laughs> yeah well uh I'm, I'm gonna throw in one of my uh tips as well to piggyback off of that one and that's uh practice what you can away from the field so with your diving and sliding and uh, i know you spoke earlier in the show that there are things you can practice. It looks a bit weird going down to a park and sliding, but there's a lot of things to do with paintball that you can do without your gun. And even if you've got a big enough backyard, you can, you know, practice running backwards and forwards, sliding, diving, get in all your kit and, and give that a go. Mm-hmm. 100%. If, you, if you're going to practice outside of paintball, uh, like at, at a park or whatever, make sure you're wearing what you wear on an actual game day or something like that because it makes you just get a little bit, you know, fitter or something like that. You run with a pack with four pods in it or whatever. You don't have to be full pods, but uh, the way I see it is wherever your mask, wear your pack, wear your pads, it, it, wear your boots if you wear boots, just so you get the the same gist of being at paintball. Yeah, definitely. Well, you see all, like, the videos of a lot of guys practicing in, like, no pads, no, like, in singlets and stuff. And while I guess, like, on 40-degree days it could be good to yeah. do, but, yeah, you want to practice how you play, yeah. You, you you will see a lot of people at action. Uh, well, I don't know, not not many people do it anymore, but you, you might see me every now and then just have a singlet on with like my elbow pads. You know, it's just 
sometimes chocolate jersey over, sometimes you don't. It's just if it's really hot. At, at, at action anyway when we're playing paintball yeah. oh my god you need like a bottle of water every time you come back just put it over your head Ew. so who's uh who's up next we we, we just dumped like five yeah uh, like five tips five, right there. yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll jump in next I'll, yeah, uh, yeah. so my my next one's um don't hate on different paintball styles so um you know i see guys like trying to put it on woods ballers sometimes laughing at them and and the same i've heard woods ball guys just hate on speed ballers and like although i'm not saying you have to go out there and play all the different styles or or love it but if you if you have only ever played speedball go go in the woods give it a crack because you will learn so much and vice versa the guys that play in the woods if you know i've the best guys at woods ball i've seen can also do what they do on a on a airball field so i think yeah just just trying to diversify yourself and get out and play as much different types of paintball you're always going to take skills away and and you might find something new that you love yeah um just to add to that one like you know obviously at at action they have a whole you know they've got super sevens and then they've also got total war um i haven't haven't played many total wars but uh with the eskimos i'm actually starting to play almost every single total war since last year i think i've played every single one uh and the most fun i've had is you know, crawling in the bush with Johnny Robber because we're so little, <laughs> just crawling through this long grass and popping up and killing fools. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you wouldn't do that, that, and it was fun. You know, we just chilled out, crawled through the bush, popped up, bang, you're dead, crawl. And it was, I don't know. I found that really fun. It took, you take a break from, you know, all the the, the Super 7s, uh, you know, like just running around, bunker, shooting, bunker. Uh, it, it just take a break from it and take a chill. So, play bushels fun <laughs> yeah and if you are able to do it with your teammates like yeah you're just learning new skills like how to communicate um because you, you don't know what to call bunkers on a woods ball field yeah. <laughs> i don't yeah that tree right there oh yeah. um <laughs> yeah it's fun and, and the same if you play with different guns so i know like mechanicals making a bit of a comeback yeah getting a pump gun out um i know wimpy will will uh will be a, a stickler for it he loves he loves <laughs> with his pump but yeah you know getting out with a mechanical gun and trying to actually get those shots um really really makes a difference sometimes yeah 100 percent um i'm actually looking at getting a pump gun <laughs> Do it. 70 bucks over at action i'll buy one um, <laughs> uh, the next tip i have is making your force ball uh, your first ball count um when you're coming out of like the snapshoot or even if you're holding the line on the snake side it, or whatever, the first ball always has to count. Um, Jared fucking burns this into my soul all the time, that first ball counts. And I uh, I actually got Jared really good in the uh, semifinals match against them at round one uh, on, a, on a, like a run and gun. I legit shot one ball at him and it hit him right in the head. <laughs> I'm like, yes! <laughs> I didn't even know I, I didn't even know I killed him, essentially. I... I thought he was still alive, and he's like, no, you got me. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so the first ball always counts. It, it will legit make or break. You know, it's the, it's the difference between you living and dying, in my opinion. Because uh, I know for a fact if I didn't shoot that one ball at J-Rad and get him, oh, I'm sure I would have been killed. He would have ran me down or something. <laughs> so the, just, the, it's just um, first ball always counts. You know, snap shoot and you come out, bang, one ball always has to be. The first ball always has to be on the, on the, on the money. Yeah, I can tell you what. There's nothing better uh, when you when you're in a, a spot like J Rad and you're actually like teaching teaching a young guy and getting him through. And when they 
pull a move like that you're like yes I taught I taught him that yeah even though they shoot you just yeah it's it's a good feeling (laughs) so my uh next and final uh tip is just it's kiss the kiss theory just keep it simple stupid sometimes you know there's all this going on paintball's paintball just get out there and shoot your gun like just keep it simple that's all you can do i see a lot of and i i did fall into this when i was uh you used to coach some semi-pro and amateur teams they would just feed them too much information try and get them to do too much stuff and if they just went to five spots shot their guns and tried to go down the field as quick as they could they would have just won so many more points so just keep it simple everybody a hundred percent uh and you know, um, I'm not really uh, the main coach, or I'm not. I wouldn't even call myself the coach of the team at all. Uh, but Nathan is um, Nathan Jones. He's training a bunch of 12-year-olds, and I think the oldest is 17 or 18. Uh, and he's training these guys up. And I'm I'm helping. I'm not. I'd say I'm a trainer. I'd just say I'm a trainer. Okay. Uh, so the best way, like, uh, watching them play is so cool because you just need to tell them go to that bunker there and just aim your gun and keep walking forward or whatever just simple things and look at they came i think second or third in their first ever event against yeah, they crushed it 20 yeah. or 30 year olds and stuff and they're 12 like simple things first it's just easy just get the simple things first uh and my final tip is uh don't be afraid to be shot i see too many people afraid to be shot by a paintball uh, when playing, uh, you you know it, it is a bit hard. You know if you get shot by one ball, you know for a fact there's another 11 or 14 coming that way. But essentially, if you get when, once you get over the fear of being shot, you're going to be a, such a better player because you can make those moves going through lines of paint coming through. You know um, that was one of the biggest things I got burnt into my head. You know by the by the envious boys. You can't be afraid to be shot because how are you going to move up through the field if there's lines like a lane of paint coming that way? You know, just go through it. You're you're fast enough to go through that lane of paint. Um, you're you know you are probably faster than someone's reaction time to pull the trigger and then by the time you've moved that board, you know, hit you. So it's a 50-50 chance, but you can't be afraid to be shot. Like you just you just can't be afraid and. To add to that one as well, you, if you get shot, right, if you get hit, you need to check yourself before you walk off. I see too many people walking off when they're not hit as well. Yeah, 100%. That's, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, your life on a paintball field, you are 20% of your team on a five-man. So you need to, yeah, that this is important, <laughs> getting shot. If you were hit, uh, if you get shot, sorry, and it didn't break, don't walk off. You are, and if you go back to your uh, your rule, Gaddy, about learning the rules, you you are allowed to check yourself. So mm-hmm. get in your bunker, get tight, and have a look. Yeah, and the so, refs are going to see that as well. Like they're not going to just go, oh, he's he's wiping paint. They know you're checking yourself, so you you you're fine. <laughs> yeah. So actually, just on on that that point, I've I just watched something the Go Sports put out the other day by Clint Johnson from AC Diesel. He was he it's this uh like one on one thing that they're doing. So he actually had a really a really cool thing to say, and he was he was sort of likening to you know dropping in on a skateboard at a skate park, and he said it's an experience, and you know you, you fall down and you get hurt, and then you're gonna remember that. So he said you you need to push. He he then went a bit cocky and said you know I I, I don't I'm not like that, and if you play against me, you're gonna get hurt. But um I sort of took from that 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 yeah you do need to you just need to push through that. Like yeah it's gonna hurt, but 
no yeah, one would play Fable bit. twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. I feel like uh, after a while, getting hit doesn't even hurt anymore. It's like getting like pinched. It's like oh, I'm hit. No mind, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I don't. I don't feel any hits anymore. Like um, the only hits I feel is when I get shot in the neck, and it's like oh, that hurt. It's bare skin. <laughs> yeah no there, there are definitely some that still to this day you are uh, you definitely feel them but uh yep. yeah you just you can't be afraid of it so we're, we're starting to run low on time gaddy so i'll mm-hmm. just uh quickly you know do you want to anyone you want to do a shout out to or any sponsors um well i haven't really got any sponsors uh all the obviously eskimos have got so many like uh, f- affiliates like i guess you call them they're not full fully sponsored I, I don't know i'm not i'm not sure with those ones um but uh i just want to give a shout out to anyone that's helped me out so obviously jamie angus nathan jones um uh, jrad uh the simpson twins ben and carl um johnny robber anyone that's you know maca um anyone that's given me tips and helped me through my journey from amateur to the pro and obviously uh those tips those tips they've given me a help because I'm, I'm i'm here now so <laughs> i'm here to stay so watch out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Good to see. So um, yeah. Is there anybody that you would like to recommend for the show? Someone that you think we could hear their story? Um, I would like to recommend um the the Simpson twins. Like uh, yeah, obviously you know like we said at the start of the show, they're you know the probably the most what experienced and most um winnable two in the in the whole the whole league of australia i'd say because you know they've got six rings so i think hearing their stories i've heard their stories and they're awesome and i don't think many people really do know of their stories so i think it'd be really cool for other people to learn so this is this is since i you know uh last year when i was thinking about doing the show this is the wall i've come up to who do you have on first? <laughs> <laughs> what about together? Ten together, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. No, I'll I'll get them both on it at some stage. They've got so much yeah. to tell. Yeah, other, I think uh, you need like a two-hour episode just for them. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give them one each. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, well, uh, thanks a lot, Gaddy, for for dropping by. Sorry, we're uh, we're running low on time, and yeah, thank you once again for you know throwing down that list. You've uh, you've blown me away. Did you yeah. just want to quickly um, rattle like just the dot points off for everyone again? Just just um, sum, summarize them quickly. Uh, yeah, sure. If you want, yeah. Yeah. Just in case up. anyone tuned out. Um, yeah. Okay. So number one uh, is listen, watch, and learn. Obviously, go and ask questions, watch in the pits, you know that stuff. Um, find your own style and. Uh, Find a style that suits where you play on the field. So whatever position you're playing, snake, Doritos, back center, whatever. Um, uh, practice with higher skill level players than you. So obviously if you're an amateur, play with semi-pro and up at training. Um, sponsors of brands, don't worry about them. You don't need them um, until you're in the you know the pro level. And I'm, I'm not even like Eskimos isn't you know a fully sponsored team yet. So you, like. Just don't don't worry about it, in my opinion. Um, learn the rules is eight, nine. Uh, learn to use both hands um, while, you know, practice diving, anything to do, like, the core of training and stuff like that. Uh, making your first ball count. And don't be afraid to be shot. Yeah, nice. It, yeah. So, so I'll just quickly rattle off mine. So, yeah, save money for paint. Um, 
yeah, get on the field more and uh, shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah, so I don't focus on just playing one position, play them all. What's stopping you? Aggression wins points in the lower divisions. Train with the pros. Losing teaches lessons. And practice will get you noticed. I've combined that into one tip. So, yeah, find some good motivation. Shoot the guns that are around you. Practice what's important. Don't hate on different styles of paintball. Practice what you can away from the field. And keep it simple, stupid. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Gaddy. I think, no, thank uh, you. Yeah, this is uh, a new format I'm trying on the show. Just trying to leave people with something more than uh, than just history. So thank you mm-hmm. very much, Gaddy. And uh, no hopefully we can see you out in the field soon. Yeah, hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, mate. Well, that is it for another episode of Down Under Paintball. So thank you once again to Gaddy for sitting down, taking the time, as well as telling us his story putting together that list of 10 things you wish you knew before you started playing so hopefully we're going to see a few more of these episodes coming i'm just going to sprinkle them in here and there trying to get maybe one a month done uh, with a few topics that we're going to cover so if you enjoyed it let me know if you didn't let me know as well the podcast is in its infancy so as things go on and as things progress i'll be trying out different ideas from time to time and just different ways to to give everyone new content and hopefully just cater to a wider variety of audience. So something I always cared about in my career was helping out new players and this is the kind of stuff that I really like covering because going over the basics is the best way to improve your game, I think. And as I said at the top of the show, I do want to try and focus on some newer players as well as looking way back in the history of Australian and New Zealand paintball these guys are our future and they are making their own history so it's exciting to see and hopefully we can follow along with some of their stories thank you for joining me on this week's episode of down under paintball 